So funny, I sometimes want to do a fun teaser on what the um, episode topic, the topic. is going to be, and then I got thinking, well, they see it before they hit play. <laughs> so, Drum roll, please. Oh, yeah, you already saw so the So you topic. already see what it's about, but uh, let's start with barbecue yes. is uh, a verb yeah. or a noun. Barbe- in different people's mind, it's a verb or it's a noun. Okay, so you're just jumping right in. That's good. I just think this that's is need, this needs this to be something discussed. that we need to discuss. In the South, barbecue typically is used as a noun. Right. That is cooked, that, smoked, that is the pork or meat or beef. Yeah. That typically. Is, that is the entree you're serving up at your home or in your backyard. So if you are from elsewhere where barbecue means grilling. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say barbecue in that way. If you want us to, like, somebody might say, "Come over, we're gonna we're gonna barbecue." Right. And I get there, and there's hot dogs there's, going on. Where's I'm the like, pork? I'm sorry, that's shredded. <laughs> that's got some nice sauce next to it. Exactly. Yeah. So if you get confused, if you're new to the area, if you're listening um, elsewhere, what we're talking about today is actually the noun of. The meat. The pig or the beef brisket, yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, if we're not going to have barbecue food there, then we will invite you over for, for a cookout. A cookout. That's right. Or to grill out. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you good. can put anything on yeah. anything on the, good. on the grill. So now everyone knows for sure the barbecue that we're talking about. That's right. And I do have to chuckle because I got the new August-September Garden and Gun magazine. And oh, what is the title, yeah. Arbeth? Yeah. Barbecue Nation. That <laughs> so, looks good, too. And does that not look so good? Dry rubbed ribs with some sauce being poured on. Active, like it's pouring on. Yeah, literally. Right. So, but the reason I got tickled when I got it was... We have our schedule of what we're going to talk about planned out. Oh, yeah. We know through mid-October already what we're talking about. Our different subjects. And we might tweak something or whatever. But for the most part, we know what we're going to be talking about. And this happens often. Does it not? Yes. Where we get a magazine. Yeah. Southern Living came out just this week with their top 50 barbecue joints. So there you go. But I and I don't want to get frustrated about it because it also says we're talking about what people have on their mind right well, now. Yeah, we're immersed in Southern culture because we live. We're from here. We live in it, so we know the seasons to talk about That's this right. kind of stuff. Also, in this gardening gun, you would laugh. In the back, there's an article, a particular chef talking about tailgate. What his tailgate must. So, there so you we go. don't necessarily take all of our cues from publications. Now they're in print, so they've probably planned out even more in advance than we plan. But, but we didn't know it's, that. It's, and so I it's just It's all good. It's all complimenting 
the Southern culture that we exactly. love. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I just had to address that because I thought, are people going, oh. Did they just get their issue of their Southern publication? <laughs> and so they came up with the subject. Like, what's the cover yeah. story? We should talk about that. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't do that. In fact, I'm not sure I'm even going to address anything that is in that episode, in this issue, but there's some gorgeous pictures that made me they really hungry. They always have pretty pictures. So anyhow, well, there's just something beautiful to me about eating food that's cooked outside. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. There's just fire seems to bring people together. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also like a casual environment that I feel like causes people to let their guard down. Yes. It's not fancy. More so than a fine dining experience. That's right. I wholeheartedly agree. So I love this topic and I got... Again, giddy, just even in thinking through. Again, Lainey's glowing today, just like she was for the tailgating episode. So funny. Um, so I guess you start with talking about the fire. Yeah, you got to start like, I mean, we're not, don't even bring out meat yet. Right? So that's one thing that is shocking once you start kind of diving into this subject matter. If somebody just thinks like, oh... You know, whatever equipment, whatever cut. No, 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 no. (laughs) There's so much that goes thought that goes into each step. Yeah. So with the fire, um, oftentimes this is actual wood fire. Right. Charcoal coming from, not like purchased charcoal that's, I think, like carbon ish like right co- yeah, yeah i'm not yeah. a scientist yeah. clearly yeah. yeah but a lot of these especially um pit masters they mm-hmm. call them mm-hmm. that are really yeah they know their stuff yeah. and what they like and what yeah. they don't like they want specific wood yeah um you'll hear hickory oak pecan mesquite cherry i mean there's different apple all different yeah. kinds of wood yeah and that is gonna take the flavor in a certain direction and I, um, there's one guy that's pretty popular in the South. He's from uh, the Charleston area. Yeah. Uh, not exactly Charleston, but named Rodney Scott. Yeah. He's actually recently opened a second location in Birmingham, which I'm really, really wanting to, to get, get down to. there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I wanted to quote him because I thought this was interesting. He says, um, start with logs. I use pecan, hickory, and oak. Pecan gives meat a nutty flavor. Hickory adds that classic smoky outside flavor. Mm-hmm. Oak and hickory together create a flavor that's indescribable. There's something about the two that just makes great barbecue. And he actually... Um, starts his fire in an old steel drum with the top cut off and it has like a little I've seen I've seen um actually let me back up I watched an episode there's a there's an old show on um Netflix called Mind of a Chef I love that show okay so much I've heard you talk about it though I love that show and it's um there's an episode of Sean Brock talking about low country cuisine yeah and he they he and Rodney Scott do a whole hog barbecue. Wow. And it is fascinating to watch. So if this is of interest to you, you might want to look that episode up. But anyhow, so I actually got to see this actual steel drum where okay. he starts his fires. It has a little cutout at the bottom where he shovels the coals out to put under the pig where he's cooking it. Wow. But he wants that specific wood fire, those okay. coals to okay. go under the pig. So 
Anyhow, uh, yeah, I have an old steel drum with the top cut off, a doorway cut out of the bottom, and a truck axle in the middle that holds the burning logs. To get the wood going, we put a little paper on top of the axle under the logs and then light a wad of paper beneath it. Within an hour or so, we have coals. I keep my logs stacked high so I can use fresh cut wood because the burning wood on the bottom dries the stuff at the top of the stack. Wow. So what I think is interesting is while there's a lot of thought that goes into this, it's not fancy. It's not. That sounds like a homemade science project. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I love Can we get this to really light? And a lot of the contraptions that you see people cooking or smoking meat in are pretty basic. Yeah. So anyway. We have a friend, Matt, that made his own homemade smoker. I'll have to put that up on our Facebook and Instagram page. He made a a great smoker from a steel drum and actually brought it over to smoke our turkey for Thanksgiving. $25. He said it cost about 25 bucks. Now you gotta really, I mean, I wouldn't tackle something like that because I don't enjoy putting something like that together, but... If you if you're a dude that likes to build like messing around with stuff, yeah. I read that Rodney Scott cooked his first pig at 11 years old. Now he's probably watched generations. He did. His dad said, "I need you to cook this whole pig," and like left him. Like you know, like but he watched his dad do it. But like, (laughs) I'm trying to picture 11 year olds that I know cooking a whole hog. That's, That's so young. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I guess if you've been watching, you've kind of been picking up some of the things they have to do. Yeah. But the whole idea of anything's head needing to come off is I'm out. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have to say for I'll those make, reasons I'm out. I'm going to talk about I'll this today. I'll make the heck out of some sides. I was going to tackle that. Y'all need some sauce? <laughs> yeah. But I can't. So I cannot bring myself to do this the way these chefs and pit masters Well, and it takes do. a, I mean, it, this is no joke, like watching that, I mean, you have to flip that whole pig right. in the midst of the cook, you yeah. know? So yeah. that kind of stuff is tricky because yeah. it's not just a one person deal. Right. Um, and also a lot of these pit masters, I mean, obviously these things are in outdoor conditions because they don't want to burn a whole restaurant down. It's not like this is in a air conditioned kitchen. Well, We're talking about hot. And space even. The space that they need. A facility right. that would be roofed to cover <laughs> this sort of contraption or multiple contraptions would you know yeah and i wasn't even going to talk about this but weather conditions right i mean it's got to be a little different if you're cooking this in the snow and the rain there's things you have to do a little differently and when you're cooking something for 18 hours sometimes yeah you're gonna hit some different conditions (laughs) it's not like it's a pretty day yeah yeah afternoon yeah so that's all things that have to be taken into consideration um, another thing that was is just a surprise to me mm-hmm. is just how detailed some of these chefs like a Rodney Scott are going to be about their meat cut yeah. that they get. Now, get this, Laura Beth. I bet you didn't know this. I definitely didn't. Okay. They can tell when they're like a, even a good butcher okay. can tell if a I'm going to use an example for a brisket. Okay. If a cow was a righty or a lefty. What? Because apparently they're also mostly right-handed, 
versus or right sided versus I left. Know that. And so what they side have, they push up on okay, from so laying down gonna strong, is going to be more pictorial more, or um, more lean. Oh, okay. But I think that the chefs actually want the oh, they want more the fat, yeah the left yeah they want the left they almost. want the like non dominant. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, who would have ever? I've never wow. gotten into okay. me that that's, that's, strongly. Yeah. And sometimes they care also, well, not sometimes, I'm, they always care if it's a chef, about what that animal ate. Sure. So on this same episode of Mind of a Chef, Sean Brock was talking to this woman who raises pigs that are called uh, Osabal pigs. Okay. And they're fed a very high protein diet and that makes the fat really sweet. Oh. So he said he was comparing it to fat cotton candy is what he called oh it. He's like it's like cotton candy and when you cook it. It's that sweet? Well, the fat part. Yeah. So it's not gonna be all fat. Right. He's just saying that brings in so much sweetness. So these are the kinds of things like they're literally thinking about the wood. Yeah. The meat cut. Yeah. The rub. Yeah. The sauce. You yeah. know, like each piece plays a role in the flavor. So, wow. Oh, isn't that wild? Wow. So, should we talk about different... Um, different cuts? Cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start with the whole hog. Like, okay. Just, Never tackled it myself. No. Don't yeah. plan to, but it's definitely popular yeah. and so wonderfully tasty. So, this flourished in the South because slaves were cooking whole animals on plantations okay. to feed really large groups of people. Okay. Um, so that's no surprise to the, as to why it's so popular and down south. Yeah. Now we just described. That might be why so many of the best pit masters are African American too, because they've learned the best technique. Exactly. So, um, you know, just like the whole hog implies, a pit master cooks an entire hog whole. That's right. And um, now I will say, just for a listener, that's it, it's already got the organs out. Like all the yeah. organs are yeah. out of this animal. It's the meat, the bone is all still there. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah. So this is. I'm sorry. That's good. Thank you for distinguishing that. You know. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah. We, um, that part's go. gone well to said. the sausage factory. Well said. So it's it's three sources. It's the shoulder, the neck, and the belly. That's considered a whole hog. Yeah. And um, to evenly cook all of those areas, you do have to be a pit master, as oh. that title implies. Yeah. And because they, yeah. it's a period of 12 to even 24 hours. And... I mean, I've read Pitmaster after Pitmaster talk about how tricky it is because this whole thing has to be flipped too. Well, and you're managing <laughs> fire, you're managing all the heat, yeah, keeping um, it at the right temperature. There's three different cuts, so they all have their Cooked own differently, different idiosyncrasies. Idiosyncrasies. Um, so yeah, to serve the pork is pulled from various parts of the pig and it's dressed in a. You know, usually like a simple vinegar-based sauce. Yeah. Um, and they, it's so funny. Have you ever seen that? They, they just mop it mop on it. with a... Okay. Now, Rodney Scott, who we've mentioned on so far, he puts his sauce on the hog before it leaves the fire. Yeah. Because um, he thinks that that's really what sets his barbecue apart, apart from others. Okay. Not everyone does that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, apparently whole hog restaurants are 
only in the South. There is one whole hog restaurant outside of the South. Really? Yeah. That's okay. what I read. Okay. And it's a um, place up in New York. Okay. And so, Hose Arrogant Swine in New York. That's hilarious. The is, name. It's the only uh, whole hog restaurant outside of the South. And it's because of the financial cost of having a giant pit in the middle yeah. of a city. Yeah. That Nobody can afford sense. that. That makes perfect sense. So if you've got land, you could yeah. entertain the idea of having a whole hog restaurant. But yeah. you can't do that in some of these well, metropolitan the danger, areas. Well, thing of cooking like this, there is yeah. danger involved. I mean, yeah. as I have a big burn on my arm right now I from, know, I saw from a, that. Pan, a 400 degree pan. So flipping pigs. And, I mean, this is no joke. Yeah. Like yeah. all that it entails. So that's um, whole hog, shoulder, neck, and the belly all, all together. Pulled. They pull the bone out after it's. Yeah. When you cook low and slow like that, oh, that's the key. Low that's and slow. the key, and so it just falls off the bone. I mean, they literally just pull them out, mm-hmm. pull the ribs out, like it's all mm-hmm. just in there, mm-hmm. and they just pull it out, and yeah, so wild. So that's whole hog. Then you got. Pulled pork, which you would see on lots of different barbecue menus, and that's mostly going to be a shoulder cut. Yeah. That's the most common, for I sure. I love that. I do, too. I love it so much. Um, so that's going to be the entire front leg and the shoulder of a hog. And your grocery store is usually going to have it divided into two cuts. It would be labeled as a Boston butt. Which is a weird thing when you hear Boston butt, that it's a shoulder, but that's what it is. Or a Boston roast. Yeah. It might be called Boston Roast. And then the other cut would be labeled as a picnic roast, probably. Oh, okay. Um, but thank you for mentioning that because up until this episode, I thought a Boston butt was a butt. Like came a from, butt the, from the rump. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So contrary to what the name implies, the butt, a Boston butt, is from the upper part of the front shoulder, mm-hmm. not the rear. So anyway, I just wanted to say since I've always thought that, I thought there's probably others that um, thought that too. So anyway, you would liberally, you know, apply a rub to one of those cuts, probably a Boston butt, um, and you could, you know, wrap it overnight and Mm -hmm. refrigerate it overnight and then um, cook it after that. So that would be a pulled pork, pulled pork sandwiches, pulled pork plates with sides. Both of those are really popular on barbecue menus. Yeah. I love a pulled pork sandwich that has some vinegary coleslaw on it. Mm, that mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. On the sandwich? On the sandwich. Now, see, I've heard that described as Memphis style. Okay. If once it. you put the coleslaw on it. On the sandwich. And I even like that, that Alabama white sauce, but we'll get to that. I know, That's I good on the sandwich, on a pulled pork sandwich, too. Okay, just a couple more. Brisket. Uh-huh. Everybody's probably heard of brisket. So that's actually going to be beef or veal. I've only had it as beef. Yeah. So that's going to be... Veal makes me kind of sad. I know. So I don't do that. But thing. a lot of people, like even that celebrate Passover, yeah. do a veal brisket. Yeah. Okay. So the brisket is going to be from the breast or lower chest. Yeah, and, and it's important the fat amount you have on that, and what let you know side what side do you put down on that, and, and just I mean these guys that really and, and women that know yeah. what they're doing, and they're even cutting it certain ways for the smoke to get in it. That's true. I'm not that good no. to know all of that. Um, 
angles of and how to cut different things. It's fascinating to but me, though. You can get a lot of meat. So imagine, like, I'm like puffing up my chest right now <laughs> as I'm talking about this. Imagine like the pectoral coverage that a well, cow has. Yeah, that's hefty. It is. So you can get a lot of meat. Yeah. Out of that, I still I just can't believe they can tell if it's a righty or a lefty. If that's they know weird. what if they're seeing both, I want to see somebody do why. that. But then again, what is the cow going to do at that point? Like prove me wrong, well, right? But you see what I'm saying? Like you'd have pig, to see I mean, both. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't be able to look at one and know that, but you would know like oh, clearly this is the side that's more muscular. Yeah, so crazy. So brisket, as we've mentioned, oh my with the other pork. Um, cuts slow, I still have slow cooking cook. yeah. slow I have a funny brisket memory um, I went to massage therapy school in Atlanta mm-hmm. and my precious classmate Marla was from Texas oh that's where brisket really thrives and her mom and dad brought a amazing brisket okay from texas with them yeah and then you know cooked it yeah. at her place at our part for our party yeah. after graduation and i mean dad still has mentioned it a couple of times remember that brisket? That, oh it was so perfect oh, wow and i think it's so funny because marla ended up marrying the guy she was then dating and they've been married for years in fact their kids are like going to college now but anyhow Marla's husband was military, and okay. part of their life with young kids, they lived in Korea. And he learned how to make Korean, Korean barbecue. barbecue. Are you and serious? now, this is what they, they're back in Texas, and he makes Korean barbecue with kimchi on oh, a wow. taco. So we just talked good. about kimchi. We're talking about barbecue, which Korea has its own kind of style of spices that they yeah. cook their barbecue in. And so he's making these tacos, and apparently it's doing well in Texas. So isn't that fun? That's cool. Well, I have, a fantastic, I have a fantastic crock pot recipe for Texas brisket that I'm going to put on our socials this week. Slow um, cooking in the oven. In a crock pot. Oh, in a crock pot. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mine's yeah. a Dutch oven. Yeah. I have a yeah. Dutch oven one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, well, it's, good. it's an eight to 12 hour okay. cook on low. In a crock pot. In a crock pot. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I'll put that up on our socials this week. That's easier in the rain, in exactly. the snow. When, if you the- don't have a smoker <laughs> and yeah. Um, and then the last cut would be ribs. Oh, yeah. So ribs could be, fr- you know, that could be pork, beef, lamb, venison. Um, but the rib usually refers to, like, the less meaty part of the chops. Yeah, and I'm... It's often cooked, like, as a slab. Yeah. Half, so yeah. And you'd hear, like, half, a half slab or yeah. a full yeah. slab. Yes, and it's so good when it falls right off the bone. Yeah, I tried to tackle that for was that Fourth of July, and mine were not were not mine were a little too chewy. I thought I, I cooked them partially wrapped up in foil with the apple cider vinegar and all that, but I just felt like they were still a little dry. But anyway, all of this takes practice. It takes so much practice. So I even really like that the term pit master is in use because I feel like they deserve that. It's, you know, it's a recognized title and I feel like that they should be a master. And I love that. It's such a difficult thing to get to. I agree. And I love that some of the hoity toities see it as 
um, such a skill, too. In fact, there's been a Rodney Scott, who we've already mentioned, did get a James Beard Award as yep. Best Chef in the Southeast. Yes. And I believe that Aaron Franklin... Yes, you're right. ...has gotten He got a James in, Beard for... Was it Southwest? I, I can't remember. Maybe. Best Chef. But in, those are the only two. Okay. I believe, that have gotten James Beard Awards. Okay. For... You know, being a pit master. Yeah. And they are good, both yeah. those guys. Yeah. So, anyway. That's, yeah. And I'm glad that the hoity-toity <laughs> elite group is recognizing this as true skill, because it is. Yeah. So, oftentimes, so let's say you've got your cut of meat that you know you like or that you're going to want to prepare. Oftentimes, what um, people will do is do, like, a rub, right? Yeah. That would be applied well in advance of before you your cooking cooking it. That's um, right. Didn't you have a good? I have a one that I've used. That's just an all-purpose rub. Um, what are you putting that? So that is a fourth of a cup plus two tablespoons of chili powder. Hey, okay. Two tablespoons of ground cumin. Okay. One tablespoon of dried oregano. Okay. One and a half teaspoons of ground cinnamon. And one and a half teaspoons of kosher salt. And that kosher is important in that because okay. you want it real coarse. Coarse, yeah. Um, so that makes a half cup. So obviously if you're doing something where you need more than a half cup of mm-hmm. the rub, you're going to have to double it or whatever. But I think you apply it pretty liberally, right? Very liberally. Yeah. 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 Um, and there's also some great rubs out there, like on the shelf in the spice section. Already done up for you. Already done. Yeah. Weber and some different ones have rubs already done. Yeah. That's your, so well, you, your you know you want like a real hickory smoky kind of, you could find something like that. Yeah. 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 And then even, I know lots of um, stores now, we have a store called the Savory Spice Shop yeah. in Franklin. Yeah. And they have some great rubs. I mean, I can even smell them sometime and think like, oh, this would be so good on pork chop or yes. whatever. Like yeah. you can yeah. use your nose to help you know what you yeah. would want to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's good. Um, or they can help you in a store. Right. But um, anyway, there's some great already done rubs or. But you'd want to use nice something. All purpose rub. Yeah. Rather than just leaving it on its own. Yeah. Unflavored. Yeah. Um, so yeah, putting a rub on your meat before you put it in this low and slow cooking mm-hmm. and then, you know, sauces are typically later, like that's going to be served exactly. with it. To, yeah. Some people put sauce on things, um, as they're cooking it. In fact, we can talk about different areas of the country, of the South, of the different states and what or, pe- yeah. different people do, but, yeah. um, yeah. I would say most places probably put the sauces put on more the on the side. side. Yeah. Yeah. Or a lot of barbecue joints have like three choices on oh the gosh, table. Right. We've got Martins here in, well, it's like the border of the Spring Hill area. Yeah. And, um, they've they got have so many locations. good sauces. Yeah. I know there. In fact, that brings me to the point. There's a few places that are now franchising. Yeah. Kind of their, they had a one location and now they're yeah. getting several. Yeah. Martins being one of them. Yeah. Pat Martin was one of the pitmasters I had read about talking about how tricky whole hog okay. cooking really okay. is. And Jim and Nick's we have here in Franklin as well, and it's a chain that I think yeah, is good. I do too. I like it a lot. Should we go states or sure, cities? What, sure. What do you got over there? Well, I'm Tennessean, so I'm going to mention Memphis first. Yeah. Um, Memphis 
is big on pork, whether it's in rib or pulled form. Um, they usually dry rub that includes garlic, paprika, and other spices. Um, and the meat is cooked in a big pit. So yeah, often they use like a more of a um, tomato-based sauce okay. to go with that. Um, there's lots of places you can go in Memphis to have some wonderful barbecue. Do you there's, have any favorites? Well... Um, one of the originals is Rendezvous. Yep. Um, that's downtown. It's the action. I don't know that it's the, um, on the, on the hip list of the now places. Yeah. But that's one of the old places and Charlie, what's his last name? I can't think of his name from Rendezvous is definitely considered a big dude. And yeah. In uh, the barbecue world. Central barbecue always gets mentioned on lists in Memphis. And I actually like a place. That Germantown commissary? Yeah. Yeah. It's on. Is it on the list? It's, I've seen it on list and I've, yeah. Oh, I love that place. Yeah. The commissary in Germantown. So that's actually closer. Charlie Burgos. I couldn't think of his name. That's closer for us because that's, you know, on the Nashville side. So, um, of Memphis. So, yeah. And then A&R Barbecue is another one I've heard as a good one in Memphis. But there's so many. I know. Um, but, yeah, that's a that's a start. So I start with Memphis. Do you okay. have anything you want to add with that? Um, no. I mean, I said that I've heard it mentioned that if you throw slaw on it, that it's considered Memphis style. I don't know. Um, I think, you know, I've read that from Memphis, the further east you travel, the more likely you are to find some whole hog. And, and I'm talking about Tennessee, uh-huh. so that would uh-huh. be coming towards Nashville. Yep, and headed over to the coast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah well, they have a huge barbecue sweet. festival, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've got one of the biggest ones, and so it's a good place if you want to um, dive in to experience a lot of barbecue. That'd be a, good, a good thing good to point. go to. That, that would be a good concentrated area, because it has been named one of the greatest barbecue cities in America. Yeah. So, if you love barbecue, you definitely you need, to, need hit, to be in Memphis. Yeah, you need to hit that city. Um, and besides, there's great music to be had as well. That's true. <laughs> um, in Alabama, um, you know, you're going to find a very tasty mayo-based barbecue sauce. Yeah. Which I love. I and it too. is called Alabama and sauce. vinegar. It's like mayo and vinegar. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. You got, you, everybody needs to try that. Alabama please. white sauce. Alabama or, white sauce, yeah, exactly. So good. It's often put on a pulled pork sandwich. Yes. And I think they eat that white sauce with chicken a lot. Okay. Like barbecue Ooh, that chicken. That would be good. I've never barbecue had that. chicken, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, Alabama barbecue can be like a hodgepodge, um, but that that white sauce definitely needs to be tried on everybody. Oh, yeah, I did see. Okay. Barbecue chicken. I had that down in my notes. I just had it at the bottom. Yeah, they're kind of known for that, which I love good barbecue chicken. Anyway, I like... I love I love smoky flavor. I know you do. So it can be and spice. You love smoky and spice. So it's like yeah, yeah got my name all over it. Um, but I do want to get down to try Rodney Scott's down there in Birmingham. That's in Birmingham. Yes, I they've know. got lots of good barbecue joints. Big Bob Gibson and Decatur is a popular spot. Um, the Brick Pit and Mobile. I mean, there's lots of directions, but yeah. I love these names. <laughs> yeah. Don't you love it? We forgot to mention the group that we ran into this week yes. when we were on the Memphis um, barbecue. Of, they call themselves Rub Me Tender. 
love it so much. So they like from Elvis's they, song. They compete in different uh, competitions, but they're from and they Memphis. all met in medical school in Memphis. So yeah. that is that was perfect, funny. right? There's some funny names of restaurants <laughs> and really competing are. barbecue <laughs> groups out there. Rub me tender. Okay, what else? Uh, well, I mean, we've kind of already mentioned Texas, but let's jump into Texas. Yes. First of all, Texas is massive, right. so we have to almost divide it between East Texas and Central Texas because it's different. Or even South and Central. Like, you could, <laughs> yeah. you could really give it four different styles in one state. Okay. So, I don't know where to start. East Texas, East Texas um, they do a lot of both beef and pork. Mm-hmm. Um in East Texas, barbecue is typically chopped instead of sliced. So that's okay. one thing that makes them different. And it's served between two buns instead of, you know how a lot of times you'll just see like one. Like an open face? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's um, kind of how they do things. And I, I had read they love their hickory flavor in East Texas. Okay. That makes sense. And that they like slathering on a tomato-based sauce okay. in East Texas. So. That's what I there read. There you go. But yeah, they chop that brisket instead of, you know, how mm-hmm. I've usually seen it sliced. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. I love Every that photograph. Nice, like, bark on the top. It just, ooh, <laughs> so good. Um, Central Texas, I was reading, it's highly influenced by Czech and German immigrants. Yes. Um, has a huge number of meat markets that help, that, you know, serve heaping portions of brisket and ribs smoked over pecan or oak wood okay and you may even see them putting some smoked sausage and sausage that's yeah. yes yeah that's right like making a platter out of it yum i love yum, those yum, yum. when you go to a really good barbecue place and you get like the sampler that has a little bit of everything of the you know pulled pork the brisket the sausage that's kind of fun to just share with somebody so you can kind of see how they do different things yes so. yes um, yeah. So that's, that's Texas. I mean, you know, their bigger is better on everything in Texas. So yeah, they also are really big into dry rub. Okay. So not putting a lot of sauce on stuff, but the Making great it dry great rubs. from the beginning. That's right. That's cool. Um, and obviously the fat that's in meat is really important. And Texas likes a lot of that in their Low and slow cooking. Mm-hmm. They've also got a lot of influence of just some of the Mexican I've saw culture yeah. that you're going to say. Like I mentioned, uh, Marlon Blake doing the Korean tacos. Yes. Um, so you're going to see a lot of that influence yeah. into yeah. their barbecue as well. That would look very unique. And they do some um, down there. I've not experienced this. I've only seen it in chef shows I've watched and mm-hmm. stuff. But they do a lot of wonderful like Mexican breakfast things where it's like eggs Ooh. with spices and pulled pork and that all of that. That sounds very good. Yeah. That's a really hearty Exactly. Wow. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting hungry I just know. talking Southwest about all this. Breakfast. Oh my goodness. Okay. You want to um, go Kansas City? I know that's yeah. kind of pushing the line on being southern but it's considered there are like whole books on just kansas, kansas city, city barbecue, barbecue. it's yeah. a huge deal so you want to start there or you want me to jump in it's often tomato and molasses based sauces yes um so that's common there um side dishes are really important i think that's important everywhere but they love baked beans next to their okay 
That that's funny because there's like that sh- brown sugary kind of molasses sort mm-hmm, of taste that's in baked true. beans. That's so, so true. Common thread there. Um, I read no meat is off limits. Um, it's a meat packing hub, so you see all different kinds of meat. They often like the hickory wood to slow cook their meat. Burnt ends is really pop is really important okay. in Kansas City. I've heard that on lots of different chefs talking about um, their brisket needs a lot of fat and like that makes those burnt. Okay. Those nice burnt ends. Okay. Um, haven't been to Kansas City. I've heard of Oklahoma Joe's mm-hmm. is a yeah popular spot. Gates Barbecue has multiple locations. Um, and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue in Kansas City are the ones I've heard about. So Okay. Oh, and I didn't mention when we were talking Texas, um, because it's just so massive. I didn't mention any of the places. In Central Texas and Austin is where that Aaron Franklin has Franklin Barbecue. I've heard of Franklin Barbecue, because that obviously always stands out to me since we live in Franklin, Tennessee. And And he's a young guy. Wow. Like, just, yeah. Been doing it for a long time. So, and started small. And, in fact, I think he started in a food, kind of a food truck wasn't a moving food truck it was like a stationary he had like a line of guys working but it wow. was out of a okay mobile like truck a mobile unit. Just, yeah, yeah. and had like little picnic tables and it's just wow. got big so it was and he was talking about i remember hearing him talk about like what long hours oh it is I bet. this is long hours cooking this long and you've got usually teams that have to watch it yeah because the smoke you know the fire has you to stay right there for 12 and, hours right yeah sometimes 18 anyway yeah uh the carolinas i was gonna say so north carolina i've heard referred to as the center of a vinegar barbecue universe oh okay <laughs> they're not um, messing around so eastern carolina would embrace like traditional whole hog whole hog cooking um their pit masters would probably add a spicy vinegar based sauce that's similar to mixes of like vinegar salt pepper um ground red pepper um in the piedmont region the vinegary sauce also tends to include ketchup or tomato um but yeah i've heard bill spoon's barbecue was named um in a top 10 list that i was looking at so I usually hear it divided Eastern style and Lexington style. Have you okay. heard that before? Yes. Those two, yes. are, those are the two different styles. Um, they both prefer pork. Yeah. Um, should be brushed with a spice and vinegar mixture while cooking and served with a ketchup-based sauce is what I read. Anyway, Eastern proponents use the entire pig, whereas Lexington tends to use just the shoulder and ribs. Okay. That's what I... So cool. is the differential. But then we got South Carolina. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> so they're going to be slightly sweeter than their neighbors in the north. Um, let's see. And the sauce is usually mustard-based. Mustard, brown sugar, vinegar. Yeah. So a little sweeter. Which sweeter and love. tangier. That sounds so good to it me. Does. That sounds very good. And again, that's where we said Rodney Scott, Scott uh, got his uh-huh. start. So he was actually named the number one. Place on and he's in livings. Hemingway, yeah, which is not actually That's not Charleston. Like Charleston, but it's close. Yeah, uh, there's a right on queue, which I think is a cute name. Oh, fun in in Charleston and Jackie Heights in Leesville. Um, but gosh, there's just great barbecue to be had. There is all over the South. Yeah, 
all over. There should be little um, in Memphis, Kansas City, and maybe uh, South Carolina and Alabama. They need to do barbecue tour, like a barbecue Wouldn't trail. That would be fun. That would be uh-huh. so, yeah, a barbecue trail <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah, um, and then I mean. We didn't really, and we don't have to get into, but sides are important, too. They are. With these flavors. Yeah. Because sometimes you want to bring in, you know, through either your sides, like the baked beans. What, What's your the, top three that you like? Put of in. sides? Yeah. Well, again, it kind of depends on the what am, what am I eating. If yeah. it's a sandwich, I love when it has the coleslaw on it. Yes. Um, but I love baked beans. I love mac and cheese. I do, too so much with it i'm getting into this is kind of new for me because i think you know i've never really liked pickled things yeah and stuff like that but i'm starting to like that tang of things that are like kimchi or Uh um, some of the pickles kinds of things the pickled things they'll do next to yeah not that i would just want to eat that right but like mix it with the flavor it just works yeah so yeah I'm going baked beans, mac and cheese, and cooked apples. Oh, cooked apples are Or if I'm feeling like mac and cheese would be a bad decision because I need to watch it, then I'll put in green beans instead. Yeah. And then there's some, you know, again, we've talked about this before. You see regionally different things. Are Mm -hmm. they doing okra? Are they doing, Mm -hmm. um, you know squash casserole? Like there's different choices depending on where you are. But yeah. Yeah, I'm getting hungry just talking about it, girl. We should have given our caveat at the beginning of this one like oh, we yeah. did on the other one. Forget it. You're going to get hungry. We're going to get get y'all hungry. Well, hope you guys had fun with a little <laughs> uh, walk down barbecue lane. That's right. And um, maybe you learned something. We certainly did, even just preparing for today. So um, get out there and get you some barbecue. And, yeah, there's um, some great barbecue food trucks around. Absolutely. So Yeah, yeah. So, hope y'all um, enjoyed it and continue to leave us your feedback. Give us a message on Facebook and Instagram. Let us know what you're liking and give us some more show ideas. We've had some really great yeah, we have. things come up um, that people are wanting to hear about. So, we are building out content and putting it all in place. And we appreciate when you tell your friends about us. Yes. Um, be, be that via social media or however you want to do that. Just sending them a link and a text if you think they would like our content. But um, we're trying to spread the word and it helps when you help us do that. Yes. It means more coming from you. That's right. So, all right. Y'all take care. We'll see you here next time. <laughs>